Good morning. So we are moving along in Sefer Mitzvos. I figured we would jump to Chatzotros, which is mish, uh, mish, Mitzvah, excuse me, Nuntes. There's one, you got one. Mitzvah Nuntes, and it's the, uh, about the trumpets. Why did I choose Chatzotros? Because it was this week's parsha. So actually, what I think makes the most sense First to read the Pesukim inside, I should have put it down on the sheet. The, the mitzvah of Chatzotros, what exactly is this mitzvah? When are we commanded in it? Are we still commanded in it? How exactly? Because Chatzotros reminds us of another mitzvah, which is? Shofar, exactly. It's not only that, but, <clears throat> excuse me, the Mishnah records, when they would blow the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, they'd also blow Chatzotros accompanying the shofar in the base of Megdash. And, as we'll see soon, they blew chatzotros throughout the year. They also blew a shofar accompanying the chatzotros throughout the year. And the Mishnah points out that in Rosh Hashanah, the Iker, the, the more important one, was the shofar. Throughout the rest of the year, the more important one was the chatzotros, was the trumpets. And they would actually, depending on, again, which was more important, then they would use gold, they'd use silver. The, 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 the configuration of how the people would stand, I say people ambiguously, because it's not, it's not clear who blew the sh- trumpets, that would also depend on when it was during the year. But what's the source for it? So the Pasuk says as follows. This week's parsha. since Jonathan wasn't here, so we can't ask him what it says. Parsha's Baalosicha. Second here. Here we go. By the Baal Hashem Moshe Lamar, God said to Moshe, God says, make for yourself these silver trumpets so that you can call uh, the congregation and, and announce the departure. As in, you need some sort of way to announce to the camp, we're moving, make chatzotros. If I ask you, is that a mitzvah? Presumably, no. This is presumably within the story of the journey of the Jewish people. These are certain things you do. There's no mitzvah to make a flag nowadays. There's a mitzvah, the, the chatzotros, the blow the trumpets, that sounds, at least at this point, very much like it's just the, the same way we discussed the story of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, we left Egypt, but discussing that in the Midbar, while they traveled, this is the uh, point of the chatzotros, it's in order to uh, call the camp together, announce when we're moving, announce when we're stopping. Okay, all good and well. Um, and the, 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 the Sukkim go on to say, and this is how you should blow them, where you should blow them, from, etc. Okay. Then... You skip, a, uh, you skip a couple of psukim. The descendants of Aaron shall blow the trumpets, and this shall be an eternal statute for, for generations. So now it suddenly switches, right? First it's like, yeah, when we're traveling, blow, blow the shofar, and we're all thinking, okay, now we're no longer a wandering people. I mean, we are, but that's unintentional. So, but then it's like, oh, wait, but Aaron should blow the shofar as well, now and forevermore. So that already alerts us to there's probably more to the chatzotros, more to the trumpets than simply a way of conveying to the camp we're moving. What would that be? So the second go on. When you go to war, when you go to war, blow the shofar. By doing so, it will be, to be remembered before God and thus be saved from your enemies. So suddenly now we have shofar being used in a different context. Going out to war, not in order to coalesce the people around a unified mission of winning, but rather, through blowing the shofar, you're going to somehow bring up a remembrance to God, and you're going to be saved. The question becomes, how do you define what is? Well, that's definitely true as well. But let's just, we're going through the psukim. So we see, going to war, blow these trumpets, and by doing so, 
you arouse some sort of divine mercy and it's going to help you emerge victorious. Not only that, wait one minute, we're not done, says the Psukim, Uba Yom Simchaschim, and the days of your 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 joy, your rejoicing, Uba Moadechim and your festivals, Ubi Rosh Chodashim and on Rosh Chodesh, Usikatim Khatsotsu, you should blow these shofars, Al Zasechim Al Zivchai Shlamechim, Vayulchem Zikr of the Hashem, Lani Hashem Elokechem. And he says as well, on the days of your holidays, blow these shofars as you bring the karbanos, the ola, the shlamim, and it'll be, same word again, remember it before God, I'm Hashem, your Lord. So what do we see suddenly? There's a transition from shofar, or chatzotzuch, let's say, trumpets merely being a way in which to tell everyone and announce to the camps, but actually we use it when we go to battle, and we use it as well when we are bringing the karbanos. When? Which, when? When? We bring carbonus every day. Which carbonus specifically? On the regal, exactly. The, the special carbonus seems like a carbon musaf, bar and Shabbos. The carbon musaf, you bring chatzotros as well. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you as follows. So, how many? We, we see we blow shofar three times. One time we'll say, well, that was for his, historical. <laughs> then we blow shofar, we blow, excuse me, chatzotros again on going to war. We blow chatzotros as well when it comes to carbonus. How many mitzvahs is that? It's, you would say it's presumed. We would presume it's two because the ones for traveling aren't a are limited to when we were in the desert and conquering the land, and b are weren't phrased in a way that indicated it was mitzvah so much as a functionality. So that, that that's not so. Then the other two would be in base hamikdash. Base hamikdash, and then and when you go to war, or as we discussed on Thursday, and we'll see in the round in a minute. anytime there's an eighth tzara. Anytime there's a calamity, there's something going on, there's a drought and a famine in the land, blow the shofar. Blow the chatzotras. I keep on saying shofar. It's not a misspeak because we'll see the postgame say it kind of we switch on and off with them. But um, says the Rambam, ready for this? This gets a little puzzling. A mitzvah nuntes, what's the 59th mitzvah? He should see mikdash. We are commanded to blow the, the trumpets in the mikdash. In makarbanos with the karbanos. So Rambam seemingly skips everything, just jumps. There's a mitzvah to blow the, the trumpets in the base of Mikdash on the holidays. So then it's very confusing. The Ram's like, oh, so the mitzvah is blow in the, in the base of Migdash as we bring the karbanos. And then he adds on, oh, but, oh, by the way, as he leaves off, there's also a mitzvah to blow when we go to war or any other or any other time of need when there's a pressing need. So the question is like, so what's the mitzvah? It gets very confusing, right? Is it... Is Rambam counting it twice or counting it as one? He's counting it as one. There's one mitzvah to blow chatzotros. <laughs> when? Either in the base of Mikdash, the same way we're bringing a carbon, we're also blowing chatzotros, and we go to war. So everyone's very confused. Why exactly does the Rambam lump it all together? They assume two, seemingly two t- totally different objectives, totally different purposes. It just happens to be both are with chatzotros, but why are we lumping it together? The uh, Sefer HaChinuch, before we get to we answer this Rambam, we'll see it gets very interesting because the Rambam is going to end up coming down to poskim even b'zman hazeh. So the Sefer HaChinuch flips it. Uh, no, he says, there's a mitzvah to blow the shofar. Uh, and then he says, by the way, lav dafka even, it's not even just on the moadechem, 
But rather, the mitzvah is every time we bring carbonos, we blow shofar, we blow chatzotros, blow the trumpet. Not just on the carbonos, on the holidays. So why then do we specify it? So we're not going to get into it now, but it could be that the mitzvah on the kohanim is on the holidays. The mitzvah on the levim is during the rest of the year. And this comes back to your question you asked me on Thursday. How exactly are they blowing? So the, the mission tells us that you blow a tekiah, a teruah tekiah. So the, those explain the tekiah, teruah, tekiah, to arouse the people to tshuva, whatever it may be, that's in the holidays. The rest of the year when they blew the shofar, the trumpet, that was really part of the musical ceremony of the, of the temple. Who, who, who played music in the temple? The Levium. Then, because it was accompanying it, so we don't really know what they blew. They probably blew whatever, you know, probably more Svarty-like music, but uh, that's what they were doing. Okay. Comes along the Rambam. This is a crucial and very important Rambam. We spent a lot of time on this on Thursday. The Rambam says as follows. This is found in Hilchus Tainios Perikal Halach Aleph, the laws of Tainus, a fasting. Mitzvah Asei Minatora, there's a positive command in the Torah. Lezoak, Ularia Bechatzotros, to cry out and to sound the trumpets. I'll call Tzara Shibtava on every Tzara, every tragedy, every calamity, every ace Ratzon that comes to the Tzibor. Shinemar, as the Apostle says, Al Tzara Tzara Eschem, Maria Semechatzotros, Kolomer Kol Dovashi, Yitzar Lahem Kagon, anything that oppresses you, but Tzara's Vedever Varbe, whether there is a there's dever, the pestilence, arba, the locusts, there's a positive command. When we see a calamity happen, it engenders within us a positive command, mid oraisa, to sound the trumpets. <coughs> and the Raman goes on to say that's part of the chuva process, it's part of we, we fast, etc., etc. That's the Raman says. So the focus now of Lona Shofar is, is, is Sarah. It's chuva. It's chuva. It's part of the chuva process. It's very possible, by the way, but we're not going. I don't want to go there right now. Comes along the Magen Mishnah. Why don't we blow shofaring more on Shavuos and Well, that wasn't the base of Migdash. The question we'll see in a minute is: We'll get there in a minute. We'll get to your question, similar question in a minute. It comes along the Magen Mishnah, and he says, "I have a problem." He says, "We know the pasuk was we just all saw the pasuk tells us you blow shofar when on, let's just say with carbonos, not carbonos, and you blow shofar when there's an asara. The Rambam just. Lumps it all together and say for a mitzvah, there's one mitzvah, and here it just talks about Beit Sarah. So the, the Magad Mishnah asks a question. He says as follows. Barisi, I read the Sefer HaMitzvah. Right? Some understand the Sefer HaMitzvah to be the Ram's uh, uh, introduction to his 14 volumes. He wrote this one volume, Katn all the mitzvahs. The Ram counts the mitzvah of Teruah and Tekiah of Lonely Chatzotros during the Karbanos. With the mitzvah of the fast day, but to me, I'm very, I'm, 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 it's a wonder to me. Lama because first of all, two different verses. One verse tells us when you go to battle. One verse tells us on the holidays, and it says as follows: mitzvah achas. It's one mitzvah, one overarching mitzvah. So he says something very cryptic. There's one command to blow shofar. When is that? Blow shofar in the mikdash every day, and also when you go to battle. It's one mitzvah. So what I'll say to that is, okay, seemingly the Ram is saying that, but like why? Like like why would he say that? What's the connection between the two? I mean, there, I think the Magad Mishnah is telling us what is obvious. Clearly the Ram would think so, but the question is, why does the Ram think it's one mitzvah? It's seemingly two mitzvahs, right? That 
at least two times. I think we need more specific than that. We need more specific than that. Right? You hear the problem, Charles? Two different psukim. One says go to battle. One says when you carbonos, Ram counts it as one. Magamish goes, clearly he thinks it's one mitzvah. And we say shkayach. We all, we all can see that. If he counts it as one, it's one. But why? So before we get to the answer, one quick side point, and that is the Mishnah Melch says it must be that, and this is, it's a little hard to read into the Rambam, but he understands as follows. The mitzvah's say to blow shofar, is sorry, when there's a famine. That's a specific mitzvah. Ah, but we just said there's a mitzvah to blow with, with the carbonos. Because that is a mitzvah say for sure, but the Rambam didn't count it the same way. Okay, it's hard to read it in because, because there's many different things we do with carbonos. We, every time we bring a car, we bring the sach, we, we pour wine on it. We bring levono, we bring, bring, oh, you bring all these sort of things with the carbonos, which we don't count as a separate mitzvah because it's part of the greater mitzvah of bringing a carbon. So the Mishnah Lamelech wants to say part of the greater mitzvah of bringing a carbon is we bring the sacrifice, we bring the wine with it, we blow shofar with it. Whereas the, mitzvah, the, the separate mitzvah that we're going to say is the mitzvah chatzotros, that's just based sorrow. It's a little difficult. Why is it difficult? Because the Rabbi's favorite mitzvah doesn't say that. But, exactly. Spends a whole, a whole paragraph on the carbonos and then says, by the way, blow it here. 100%. I agree with you. I agree with you. But his one proof is the Rambam says the mitzvah say to blow shofar. He opens up Hilchos Tainos with that. But when it comes to the carbonos, it's only way into the laws of carbonos that he mentions, oh, we blow shofar as well. Well, excuse me. It's, it's to say it's just part of carbonos is we do this, 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 and that as well. Whereas Hilchos Tainos, we open up. The introduction is blow shofar. Okay, I want to put that aside. I want to go back to the Mishnah Lamelis, the Magad Mishnah. Uh, Clearly, there's a mitzvah to blow shofar. Clearly, the Raman thinks the mitzvah to blow shofar, the carbonos, and the mitzvah to blow shofar in the holidays. Um, excuse me, and when you go to war, it's the same, but why? Says the Chaskuni, and this Rabbi Rucham Fishel Perla points out, look what the Chaskuni says. He says, this is in source, uh, the Chaskuni on the second page. So it's on, on the Pesukah we read this week. We go out to battle. So what he says is, it's a cryptic line, but he says it's as follows. It is the same mitzvah. You know why? Because what we're trying to do when we blow shofar and we go to battle is evoke the same sound, the imagery of the karbonos. As if to say, God, we've been bringing you sacrifices for so long. We want you to remember that when we're in a base star. We want you to remember that when we go to battle, so we're blowing the shofar to make the same sound so God remembers, oh, we were the, we're the same people who bring sacrifices. We're the same people who have the base of Migdash. Meaning to say the real purpose of the shofar is in the base of Migdash. We go out to battle and we say, oh God, remember how we're so good? You remember how we, we give tzedakah? You remember how we do, bring carbonos? Remember, remember who we are. Don't forget us. And therefore, what does it do? Remember the same word in the Pasuk. As a remembrance before God and therefore we are saved. Remember, the Pasuk didn't tell us, blow shofar to gather us to go to battle. Blow shofar to encourage us to go to battle. The Pasuk says, when we go to battle, blow shofar to, in order to evoke remembrance to God so that we will be saved. What's the remembrance we're evoking? We're trying to evoke the imagery, the sounds of the karbanos. And that's why it's the same mitzvah. That's why it's the same mitzvah. Why is, then why is it that we're blowing shofar for the, for the karbanos mitzvah and not blowing shofar for... So no, so we we do blow every day. We do blow every day. The Ram just that's I, I didn't want to get into it, but the Ram is why does Ram think we blow every day, or is the Ram think which is Iker? But this is the Chaskuni clearly thinks that I mean we all think we blow shofar every day. The Chaskuni thinks this is the purpose. Okay. Now you ready for this one? Comes along the Mugan Avram. Mugan Avram is a Rabbi Grabiner lived in Poland. 
And he says as follows. When you look at the Rambam, the Rambam says, we blow the Chatzotros whenever there's an Ace Sarah. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins this way. Shulchan Aruch says whenever there's an Ace Sarah, whenever there's a calamity, whenever we're facing some sort of major, uh, terrible situation, blow Shofar. Says the Mugan Avram, I'm, 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 I wonder. So Loma Enosin came as my name. I look around, no one's blowing Shofar, no one's blowing trumpets. No one's blowing trumpets now. I don't know, we look at our Jewish people, we're always oppressed. There's a war going on in Israel. Why are we not blowing trumpet? Why not? He says, the idea is Ikra Tainas. The Raman points out, right, the Ikr of the Tainas, the most important part of the Tainas is not the fasting. The Raman says the point of the mitzvah I say, the positive command is to blow the trumpets. So we have all these fast days, but yet we're not blowing the we're doing the most fundamental part. What's going on here? Why? So the Primagodim points out, he goes, Oh, it must be it's only in Israel. All right, that works for the Primagodim, but it doesn't work for us. It doesn't work for Moshe Feinstein Moshe Feinstein. So for Moshe Feinstein says as follows. Are you ready for this? And he plays off the Chaskuni. He says as follows. This was written. The Masha Enog and Latuk with Tanit Sibar. This is on Beige Rosh Chodesh Marches with Tuf Shin Yud Gimel. What year was that? Tuf Shin Yud Gimel. I'm bad with dates. Tuf Shin Yud Gimel. Okay. No. What What year was it? So he says as follows. Maksha Hiksha. He says this. This is what you asked me. A Masha Kasva Ritva. He says, why don't we blow shofar? So he says, you must be because we don't have chatzotros. We don't have trumpets. He goes, that doesn't work. Like, do we not have the ability to make silver trumpets? I don't know. Go to a silversmith. 1951. Okay, it's 1951. Go, go to a silversmith and make trumpets. Make a bugle. Probably what it was. Probably more like a bugle, not a trumpet. Like, I don't understand. We can do it. And this is, this is what he says. He says, it must be the trumpets they use, the trumpets they use when there's a war, must be the very same trumpets that they used in the temple itself. It wasn't two separate t- trumpets. They had a, a set of trumpets uh, for, the base, for the base of Migdash, and a separate one they took out to war. They left in the battle room. The quartermaster held until it was time for war. He says it was the same ones. And now we know why. Why would it be the same ones? Because according to the Chaskuni, it's the same mitzvah. They were taking the trumpets that we used to blow, to evoke, in order to, during the, during the times that we're bringing sacrifices, and we're trying to evoke the same rachmanas, the same compassion from God. So we take those trumpets, and we bring them out, and we blow in the, we blow in the battlefield. So Ramosha says, well, Bisman Azei says, because that's why we also have one mitzvah. And he goes, if you skip down a line, um, so what he's saying essentially is we don't have basin mikdash, we don't have the trumpets of the basin mikdash. Maybe you can take it a step further. Is there's no point in blowing with trumpets even if they belong to basin mikdash if they have never been used on sacrifices? So what's the point? Isn't the natural interpretation of whenever there's a tainas that it's a local tainas mm-hmm. that they wouldn't a local tainas they wouldn't be able to go get the trumpets? Fair point. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I, I, I take it back. No, a local. It's a. It's a tie, we'll see the post. If it's if you assume it's Eretz Yisrael, yeah. so you assume it's only things that take place in Eretz Yisrael, which means that's on a national scale. In Mishnah's Tanis, we're always talking about a particular city. As the yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. With war, I, I for a second I thought that I, I was. Yeah. That does seem to work for a national. It does work. Yeah, I hear it. it's a good point. I don't know. Yeah. I said, your, your, uh, word trumpet and, and a chauffeur. We're talking about. Ram's horn, chauffeur. We're talking about trumpet. Talking about a trumpet. trumpet. We'll get to the chauffeur in a minute. We'll get to the chauffeur in one minute. But uh, yeah, that's a, a very fair point. I'm not sure. They, they made 
a trumpet kind of like we know trumpet. Probably a bugle. Today. That's what it's probably more like a bugle. When I was in Boy Scout camp, we used a bugle every morning to wake us up. I hate so bugles. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a ram's horn. No, it's a trumpet. In, in these correct, correct. So the, where Moshe says, where Moshe says that the reason we don't do it nowadays is simply because we don't have a trumpet from the base of Migdash. And if the point is to evoke the imagery of the base of Migdash, well, you're not, you're not accomplishing it. Rabbi Yashiv, we don't have to read the whole thing, but he basically says as follows. He plays off of Moshe and says, well, if it's about the base of Migdash, so even if you make it, we know there's a prohibition to use things that belong to the temple. It's called Me'ilah. Something belongs to the temple. The temple has a, 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 a bowl that used to catch the blood of the animal, let's say. If you were to walk in and take that bowl, bring it home, and eat cereal out of it, that's called me'ilah. You're not allowed to use things that belong to the temple. So Rabbi Yashif says, if you take a trumpet, and you say, okay, I'm going to consecrate it to the base of Mikdash, right? Machon Mikdash in the old city, they make all the different, uh, they make all these different uh, utensils and devices, and the menorah for when the base of Mikdash comes, but all be ready. Okay, so we have it for the base of Mikdash ready, I'm going to take it. Rabbi Yashif goes, but you might be running into the ca- a case of me'ilah, which is a real prohibition. So he says, don't do it. But he wants to say, so he wants to say Unless that... Unless you want to argue you, it, the, the mitzvah requires you to blow it in the temple, and, then, and there's a location element, but the mitzvah, as, as you portray it does, was simply to blow it. So I think, he doesn't explain it explicitly, I assume he's probably concerned that in the event that there's maybe your, your, it's, this is not a time to blow it, or you don't have, you know, you, you run, if, unless you have definite certainty, so then you're going to run into the case we have meal. But I was thinking he's also, he, uh, yeah. Well, what, when Bez, when Bez, maybe you need Bez in the Paskin. He doesn't say it explicitly in the Chuva. He thinks this is a problem even though it's for the Tzibo. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I'm, I'm not sure how, is this more, if it's a concern or he really thinks it's a problem. Uh-huh. But we're, well, we're dealing with Mila. It could also be. The, so, again, the question is why don't we do it nowadays? Uh, Moshe says because there's no point. Rabbi Yashiv seems to say as well, similar to Rav Moshe, although I think he might be playing, okay, fine, we'll leave it at that. The Mishnah Allah has a, has a very long tshuva of uh, Ungar, the Ungar Rebbe, Rav Nasha Klein. Just an interesting note about him, he, his, the base medrash in Kriyat Ungvar is in memory of Eli Weisel's parents because they were best friends. So Rav Nasha Klein, he's a very long tshuva, he, he has a number of issues with why we shouldn't blow the uh, trumpet nowadays. He also discusses that it could be there's a mitzvah to a chauffeur instead of trumpet, um, one of them, he comes down and he says that maybe that Chazal said we shouldn't do it anymore. He has a riot there. He has a bunch of issues. And then he says as follows. This is in Tavshin Lamed. This is, ni- this is 1970. I went to look at his historical what was taking place in 1970 because there were a bunch of truths I found in 1970 written on this topic. It was during the War of Attrition. I don't know exactly why of all times. Okay, fine. In 1970, he basically says as follows. He says, really, we should be doing it, but we're not doing it. He goes through a bunch of reasons, and then he says, if you turn to the last page, he says as follows. Um, Nowadays, in our generation, that the uh, Torah, the honor that people have for Torah has been diminished. People basically are not respecting the Torah, are not respecting Tamilchachamim. Most people, he says, he quotes the Pasik, covet Hashem, the honor of Hashem is, is hidden from them. As he's saying, you look around, most people are not religious in 1970 in Israel. What's going to happen? 
So if you tell people to go to the public, public square and start blowing the shofar on a random day during the year, what's going to happen? You're going to lose out. Again, it's another Gemara term. You're going to lose out on your schar. Meaning to say, What's everyone going to do? They're going to look at the Yotzi's rabbi standing in the middle of the public square blowing shofar and they're going to start to laugh. It's funny. It's a funny sight. So he basically says, Again, after many objections, he ends, I think it's not a good idea to do because we, instead of trying to arouse people to tshuva, you're just going to cause people to laugh and make a mockery of it. So that's, what do you say? Well, he has a bunch of other answers. Well, therefore he says, don't do it. So we have now is we have, Ramosha says, no point. We had, or, the Usher saying, be very careful because you have me'ilah. Yes, sir. Ramosha Klein gives a number of answers, and then he says, also, it looks bad. Comes along, the final answer is the tshuva's von Hagos, Ramosha Sternbach, he is now the guy of Eda Haredes in charge of Eda Haredes, the Av Bezdin in Yerushalayim right now. He goes through it, and then he ends up seeing the bold. He says, first of all, okay. But Tama Dabar Shalom Nikri Yisrael Batari Tzibor, Allah Be'er Tzibor, as far as Malachain Rakshim Echayim. First he says, what I just said to you a minute ago, that Jewish people are only considered Tzibor in Eretz Yisrael. This is a longer discussion, but in Chutz Laaretz, we're not considered a Tzibor. We are a bunch of individuals living together. It's in a tzibar, it's cholesterol. There are a lot of many fascinating nafkaminas for that. Many fascinating nafkaminas. I don't want to get into it now. No what do you say? No minion. Not that, but it comes to like uh, the Saint Talmudar. The question is why? You know, why do we save Saint Talmudar on Israel's schedule and not on America's schedule? And the answer is because you only say it when cholesterol needs the tzibar needs rain, and we're not considered tzibar then. Okay, there are a bunch of reasons. So he says, and therefore we're only considered tzibar in Israel. Says so only when the tzibar is suffering we blow the shofar. That's we're not going to do it in America. Levizah, therefore he says as follows. This is Rav Moshe Sternbach, and again, he's still alive. But Eretz Yisrael, nowadays, in Eretz Yisrael, who, hachiyav uh, hu medina, we have an, a din, meaning seemingly da'oraisa, to blow the trumpets, or blow the shofar, we'll see in a minute, when there is a sara, when there's a war. V'chein, nohagu be'eretz Yisrael, l'tukai b'shofar be'eretz Yisrael. And this is why there's a minig in Eretz Yisrael to blow the shofar be'eretz Yisrael. But not in the way that we see, okay, there's uh, Israel's at war, everyone's going to go to Shul, or everyone's going to go to the Kotel, wherever it be, and listen to Shofar. No one's, oh, Mach, but like Rosh Hashanah, we're having a second blowing after davening to make sure everyone hears it. That's not what's happening here. It's a chiv al meaning the congregation has to blow. Not every individual has to blow, and therefore not every individual needs to hear it, but the congregation needs to blow. And Bezdin has to be Kobe the Chiyah, meaning, I don't know, the Rav Roshi, the chief rabbi. They say there's a, a famine, there's a drought now, we're in Esara, they say we're going to war, blow the shofar. So some will say that nowadays we don't, again, he's coming from the Eidah Haredes, so we don't have a Tzibur, uh, Bezdin that everyone recognizes, and therefore we shouldn't do it. Um... And then he says, Bezin should say when it is. And he starts to point, he points out as well, based on the Ran, that we say, Chatzotros Lavdaf, but now can also be Shofar. And he basically ends off and says, Nowadays, we have an obligation. We were Shalayim, Eric Kodesh, Nohagin, Sasib, Esar, when the congregation gathers together, Esara, Bezokin, Amira, Slichos, and they say Slichos, right? There's, there's a drought, they gather together, they will say Slichos, Tokim, Shofros, they blow the Shofar. And through this, they're fulfilling the mitzvahs I say of when there's a calamity, blow shofar. I was wondering as well, maybe you make a mitzvah, you should, you should say a bracha on it as well. Not the bracha of a shmiah called shofar, but probably the bracha of the tokeh of a shofar. Right? There's a difference between listening, your shun is about listening, and now I'm blowing it. So he seems to allude to that. I'm not sure what the din is. I want to ask someone. 
But what Moshe Sturbach says is, if there's really a mitzvah, as we say in this week's parsha, be'ez Sarah, to blow shofar. So why don't we do it nowadays? Ask the Mogan Avram. Primigodim says, oh, we're not living in Israel. Well, that only works in the Primigodim. It's not going to work for modern, the modern times. Or Moshe goes, oh, because the whole point of the shofar was really to evoke the memory of the Karbonos. It's one mitzvah, as the Rambam says. Ramosh Shermach is not so convinced in that. He seems to say, no, the Rambam says it's a separate mitzvah. Maybe counted as one, but it's a separate mitzvah to blow shofar, based Sarah, and therefore says Ramosh Shermach, we can blow the shofar when we say slichos and all that as well, and we fulfill the mitzvah daraisa of chatzotos even bismanazeh. <coughs> What's fascinating is what emerges here is here's another mitzvah where perhaps it's been lost for so long, we, we, we brought back when we, came, when we came back to our Israel. Not just the mitzvah of trumas and maestros and the, the mitzvahs that have to do agricultural mitzvahs, but also the mitzvah of blowing the shofar. And it's interesting, in next week's parsha, there's another mitzvah that some say we brought back as well, and that's the mitzvah of Sechelas. So we started seeing it's very interesting to see all these different mitzvahs that for you know, a thousand years were lost, and now we can finally have the zechus, the merit, to uh, bring them back again. That I wish you a wonderful week. Any questions, comments, or thoughts?